You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Well, good morning to you. Happy Monday, the 22nd of February for 2021. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. What a beautiful morning. It was weird getting up and getting in the car and it's still being dark outside. It was dark, but it's mild. I think a good day's on the way. There we go. We've just summarised it for you guys. If you really need the inspo to get through your Monday morning, dark and mild. Yep. So the rest of the day's going to follow suit. No, it won't. It'll be good. It's going to be great. Absolutely. And we're going to have a lot of fun over the next two hours as well. We obviously. certainly will. We always do on a Monday. That we do. We'd love to hear from you. 0404 000 736. This is our Brecky Banger at 5 past 7. Morning. Morning. The weekend wrap, we wrap up what's happened in the last 48 hours in in the event that you've been living under a rock, which is a possibility because the weekend means you tend to just not really pay attention to the rest of the world for a little while. Pretty much. Zone out unless there is something of note. Anyway, things to note from the weekend. The first recipients of the Pfizer vaccine have received it yesterday, including ScoMo. The With PM. An Aussie face mask in yes, hand. Yes, yes. Had a very quick wardrobe change there. Very quick. It's like quicker than people do in the theatre. Very much so. Anyway, they received the vaccine, him as well as a few others. In particular, an 84-year-old, a lovely 84-year-old lady by the name of Jane. They were taking publicity snaps. There was footage being filmed. And then they were showing a peace sign, which was supposed to signal V for vaccine. No. And uh, Jane flipped the V sign and ScoMo quickly went, no, 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 you can't have it that way. That means something else, Jane. Anyway, that was nice to see. Ultimate Australian. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, big news for um, over the weekend as well. For the letter N, Novak and Naomi took out the Australian Open. That's a wrap for the February edition of the Australian Open. So we hope everyone enjoyed that time and um, looking forward to seeing that next year in January. Yeah, a bit of controversy as well when... Jane Hardlicker stood up to say her speech last night as well, just thanking everybody when she thanked the Victorian government and Craig Tiley for how they did. There was a little bit of booing. There was a bit of booing, which, Mm. you know, not on. But then again, let's not forget the whole Jennifer Jenny thing from Naomi when she won was amazing. If you are heading online, definitely check that video out because it's very funny. Yeah, there's a bit of concern as well out there, residents in Cheltenham and Heatherton area in relation to the suburban rail loop that they're planning to build. There's some documents that have been revealed that are showing that new houses that have been built in the area could potentially be acquired by the government for the new loop. So, a bit of uh, things brewing in that area. So. Yes. Keep an eye on that story as it develops. Absolutely. And, hey, more Hollywood stars are going to be calling Australia home with Bridesmaids star Melissa McCarthy signing another deal to shoot her most recent project here. And she's just finished in Byron. She's going to do the round. So that's very exciting for us. Very exciting indeed. And the final news story we'll bring you this morning from the weekend. Prince Philip has been hospitalised, of course. We know he's 99 years of age awaiting his 100th. We hope he gets there in June. But has been placed into hospital. And Prince Charles did go to visit him. And it's also been said that Prince Harry apparently is isolating, separate from his, well, family members. And in the event that he does have to travel back in a hurry, he can. So it's it's Philip Watch. We're sending best wishes and vibes 
to Prince Philip. Absolutely. And the Royals during this time. That's the weekend wrap in a nutshell. That's a wrap. Pretty much. I'm finding it hard to bring this up, but I've done something I said I dislike people doing to me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you backflipping? What? I I've never heard of this happening yeah. ever. No, look, I don't like it when people do it to me, but when I do it to them, it's okay. No, it's not. All but... right, what have you Frosby flopped on? Fro- Ooh. That's a high jump term. Thank nice, you. Nice way to put mm. it. I can say it, but I can't do it. <laughs> but that's another story. No, do tell. We've got time. Anyway, I I had a notification. You know how you get the notifications on different social media sites? Well, I had this notification pop, pop up saying, it's this person's birthday. Oh, here we go again. And I'm like, oh, am I still friends with that person? I had the old, am I still friends with that person? I had a look and I'm like, yeah, I'll save the birthday wish. I'll just unfriend you. See, you know what's happened is that person on their birthday has then realized that and then done what you do to producer Jack and I all the time, which is bore us with the lecture. How can you just unfollow someone on your birthday? That's what you've done. And now that person has had to, all the people that they know, has succumbed to that lecture as well. I honestly don't think they would have noticed, to be honest. Yeah. No, I See, just... I just don't delete anybody because I never use them. That's the key. Well, because you're never using social yeah. media. You only use one particular site and that's so that you can communicate with us. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not going to lie. That's all you're probably capable of using. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> the filters, they get me. It's overwhelming. I know. That's why you haven't changed your nah. <laughs> display picture on the gram for a while. Well, actually, no, you I did. I did change that. Sorry, my bad. I got backlash. <laughs> Because people were used to the you same did. picture. You did, because you linked it to a particular... I got so much hate. It's like... But anyway. And everyone was like, wow, Catherine's really changed. No, they didn't say wow. They said, change it back. And I said, okay. <laughs> anyway. And that's why I don't use social media. I love to know when you've done a 360, you've been annoyed by somebody doing something to you and then you've just gone and done it to somebody else. But does this mean now that you're no longer going to get angry if somebody does it to you because you've done it? No, no, I'll still be livid. I'll still be (laughs) annoyed. strong word. Yeah. No, no, I don't take it lightly. I'll just be like, I'll remember that, you know, definitely left out of the will. Never even considered in it. Does that mean Jack and I are in a will? Don't even have a will. I was going to (laughs) say. But where there's a will, there's a way. That's the old saying, isn't it? This is Tash Altana's Vanilla Honey. Every Monday morning, it's Carl and Catherine here on Southern <laughs> FM. I came up with a shocking revelation over the weekend. What's that? Well, with this whole saga going on at the moment in our life, with the whole online news thing and people trying to figure out where we're going to get our news digitally now, of course, I was just thinking, I was under the impression that at some point within this millennium, we were going to get flying cars. And I did a bit of a research right? because I thought if we're still stuck here, I'm a bit worried about how we're going to progress as a society. Mm. And then I realized, remember the show The Jetsons? Oh, you mean the show that went a little something like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long intro. Anyway, The Jetsons was a cartoon from back in the day that was all about living this futuristic lifestyle and you were teleporting and there were flying cars and robots and all the things, that was set in the year 2062. 
We're in 2021 now, and we have a lot of work ahead of us if we're going to get to that standard, as it was predicted, by 2062. (laughs) 2062? I don't want to say that the pressure's on, but the pressure is well and truly on. It is. We all really need to put our heads down and get to work to make this happen. But how's Back to the Future as well? Well, yeah, exactly. Remember when they went to the future and they went to, like, 2016? Yep. We're in 2021. They didn't plan that far ahead, did they? But yeah, I just feel like, are we going to get our flying cars and our teleportation? I know it's very early in the morning to be discussing this, but I just feel like we're moving at it like a pace, but it's not a fast pace. (laughs) You know what? I'm just wondering whether or not we'll get a train out to the airport by 3,000. Year 3000. It'll be a flying train by then. Yeah, it could be. Or maybe we could teleport to the airport before that's made. Imagine if we're still doing radio in the year 2062 and we're doing traffic reports, but it's in the sky. So hang on, 2062, that's achievable. It's only 41 years away. Yeah. How old are we? Oh, gosh. (laughs) So I would be, hmm, what would that make me? Old period. 60 something, 60 Well, we've something. worked five years and I feel about 95 now. Imagine so if I... we go the journey. Oh, gosh. We'd be laughing so hard our false teeth will fall out. I wonder if you'd still think to yourself, I'd make a great mummy. <laughs> I need your advice on something. Oh, you always do. Yeah, so but this. Go on then. This thing, I know you're an expert in this field and I just, I really need to know the best way to go about this. Well, what is it you can't face, my dear? <laughs> Well, dear, uh, I've had a little bit of difficulty. I I'm shocked. Got a new pair of shoes on Friday. Um, excuse me, I clocked off. <laughs> I don't do this in my free time. No, no, I got a new pair, sho- pair of shoes. Snooze. That's what this story <laughs> is. Didn't get a parachute. I got a pair of shoes on Friday, and they're great. I love them. Notice how my body language has changed. You've zoned out. I've just put my retail face on. Yep, go on then. Look, I've got this pair of shoes, and they're great. I love them. Left foot fits fine. Right foot, struggling a little bit, and I'm... Do a leaper with the baby. (laughs) I'm levitating right now. No, I'm honestly, I want to know, what's the best way to wear your shoes in? Um... Preferably on your feet is a good start. Well, I have been wearing them. I wore them the last couple of days. Would you like me to put my customer service voice on and tell you exactly? Could you? Yeah, okay. That'd be great. Okay, so best way to go about it is all you need to do, go home, put them on with a couple of pairs of socks, walk around the house for about 30 minutes and you'll see that leather will really soften up. And um, yeah, just see how you go. But definitely walk around the house, make sure they're comfortable before you go outside and then you can return them if they're not right. Okay, that's it. That's why they pay me the big bucks. So there's no strategy like wear smaller socks, wear Look, a lot socks, of people use like don't wear newspaper socks. and stuff to really stretch oh. it. Just heaps of socks do it. See, I'm a little worried because when I first put the shoes on mm. on Saturday, like to wear them properly for the first time, I didn't wear socks with them. I just... Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, well, because they're the kind of shoes, they could be sort of boaty a little bit. Got that vibe about them. And mum's like, oh, just be careful because you might get blisters. If yeah. So I got through most of the day okay. Then I got close to home. And I'm like, no, I need my socks. I put socks in my bag just in case. Yeah. But then it felt like it was rubbing up against my toe a little bit. Aww. Like my toe, my little, little pinky toe was going on top of the other one. Had me a little concerned. I think I'll be okay, but I wanted to know whether or not you have any any Well, that's all hacks. I really have to tell you. Just persevere. You sure you haven't gotten the wrong size? No, no. I'm pretty sure I got all the right, right size. I was happy. All right. 
Oh, maybe I've just got irregular feet. I think I should get that checked. Is it something you should get checked? Irregular feet. Is there a foot specialist out there? What are they called? Podiatrist. Yeah, that'd probably be right. Thanks for that. Good chat. Thanks for letting me know the right way to go about it. Um, morning to everyone who's eating their breakfast at the moment. Mm. Put a sock in it. One of the greatest films of all time has to be the Happy Titanic. Happy Gilmore? Oh. The Titanic. I'm glad we agree on something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, very, very well done. Anyway, We're going Titanic. down the same path as the I've, Titanic, it I've seems. only... <laughs> History repeating. Um, I've only seen it once because it's a very long film. It goes for like three and a half hours. I don't think I've ever watched it start to finish. It's a, it's a cinematic masterpiece, but it goes for a long time. Yeah. But over the past week... Something has popped up. So the film was made in 1997. The alternate um, ending has come out this What's week. What's that? They don't hit an iceberg? We all know that in history, it hit an iceberg and that was that. Yes. Well, no. So I don't know why films do this. Like, I would have thought if you write a screenplay, you know how it ends. But on some occasions, they're like, no, let's just shoot a couple of different endings and then we'll come up with what we think was the right one at the end. Mm. And let's just say, I think they did a really good move in picking the actual ending. So just as a bit of a refresher, the 1997 film shows treasure hunter Brock Lovett searching the wreckage of the ship in the hope of finding a necklace named the heart of the ocean. And that is when he ropes in Rose Dawson Calvert, a.k.a. Kate Winslet's older character, hoping she can help him find the jewel. But she secretly has it in her possession all along, dropping it into the ocean just as poor Brock abandons his search. But in this alternate ending, Bianco, this is where it gets interesting. So rather than sneaking away to throw the necklace into the ocean, Rose is caught red-handed by Brock, who desperately begs her to let him hold onto it. So she's going to drop it into the ocean. She's had it this whole time. So they're on this boat. She's like recapping what happened during her time on the Titanic on this expedition to find this very expensive piece of jewellery that she has on her person the entire time. And so in this case, she's busted for having it, which doesn't happen in the actual ending. So what happens then is he then asks her if he can hold it. Rose allows it but delivers a brilliant cliche line telling him, you look for treasure in the wrong places. See, I I just had a moment in my brain where I'm like, Brock's played by Bill Paxton, a guy who isn't with us anymore. So you couldn't really... It doesn't sit well with me when you alter an ending to a film with people that aren't with us anymore. Yeah, but he's in it though because they filmed it at the time. Anyway, back to Rose's... It doesn't sit well and I don't think Bill would like it either. Back to Rose's speech. Rose allows it and delivers the brilliant cliche line, you look for treasure in the wrong places, Mr. Lover. Only life is priceless and making each day count is how it ends. And then she throws it into the ocean and she winks at the camera before she does it. It's a hot mess. So a lot of people have said they're never going to look at the film the same way ever again, considering they know that that was a potential ending to the film. But it just has you thinking, though, what are the movies... Where the endings have just ruined the whole thing. Well, you could just do a Wayne's World where they always have more than one ending. Yeah. Because they're like, no, we can't end the film like this. Let's do the Laverne and Shirley ending. Yeah. And let's do this ending. See, that's an example of a movie that takes the mickey out of other movies that did film alternate endings that never used them. I just don't understand what the why they need an alternate ending. I would have thought they just know how it ends. Mm. Like, You'd think so. Yeah. 
But then, like the only exception I will have is Shrek 2 when they have Far, Far Away Idol at the end and then you have the option, do you want to watch Far, Far Away Idol if you don't? That's the only exception. Nah, that, that, that one's probably not the example I'd go with. The Godfather 3, however, they've decided to do a remake of that. Why are they remaking everything? Well, they've redone it. They've See, the thing is, Francis Ford Coppola, who was the director of all three films... Right now, we talk about long movies. Titanic's a long one. Godfather, the trilogy, yeah. go even longer than the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway, the third one was filmed in 1990, so a long time ago. Wow, okay. Ouch. But because they had to rush it, they sort of rushed it out, he was never really happy with the cut. So, oh, so yeah. they're, but they're not remaking it, they're just re editing it. They've re edited it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they've re edited it to sort of reflect how the series oh. should have ended. Now, I haven't seen this alternate edit <laughs> yep. of the film, but I'm looking out for it. If you know where I can find it. There you go. Let me know. Godfather Part 3. By the time you finish Godfather Part 3 and you've watched all three of them, you'd probably almost feel like you've been on the Titanic. Oh, yeah. No, but it's good. I, I like them, but that's just me. Yeah, see, I would just be mad if I watched that whole movie of the Titanic all three hours and it ended that way, where she literally winks at the camera and throws the yeah. thing. Nah. It's actually really funny you should bring that up, though, because this morning while I was doing my morning scroll on the socials, I saw a person post, people will never understand what it was like back in the day to watch Titanic on VHS because you had a part one and a part well, two. Well, I've got a DVD set and it's part one and part two. Yeah, I had that too. It's so long. Wow. Anyway. And here we are talking about what life's going to be like in 40 years when we can reflect on what it was like 10 years ago or longer. No, 15 years ago. Anyway, we're going to a break. I want to know how far you've gone to get a photo for the gram. Can't relate. See, I always, whenever I'm in front of a semi-famous landmark or a famous landmark, I can never get a real... Amazing photo. Are you a selfie man or do you get somebody else to take the photo? Yeah, I'm a bit of a selfie because I'm never really happy with when somebody takes an actual photo of me. You learn a lot about yourself when somebody takes a photo of you, don't they? Mm. Oh, you sure do. Anyway, Alisa Kafelnikova is a model and she's decided to lay on, well, lay naked on a particular animal. And it was for the gram. Okay. So, like a photo shoot she was doing. Anyway, there's been some uproar because it, it turns out. Was that a out, pun? No. Oh, okay. Not intentional, but I'll take it. There's been some uproar because <laughs> it was. Well, I'll just let them speak for themselves. It was an Asian elephant that she's jumped on. Yeah, she wasn't riding it. She was only taking a photo of it. No, she wasn't taking a photo of it. She was taking a photo with of it. herself Correct. completely naked on the elephant. She's taking a photo with it. Imagine that elephant. He's probably just going about his normal day and saying, what the actual? Anyway, it's resulted in Save the Asian Elephants saying this. Yet another tragic trivialization yeah. of the majestic Asian elephant when the species is fighting for its very existence against brutal abuse and tourism and human entertainment. Yeah, Somebody I... posing naked on it. But why? How did she get access to an elephant? That's what I want to know. I don't know. But she did. Like, obviously, it must have been a private enough... Well, obviously not too private because she's put it up for all of her thousands of followers. 
Oh, okay. So I've just she's got the actually visual. laying naked. She's not like modeling over. No. Like she, she's not like on her back curved like a Kardashian. She's literally just like barehanded, like grabbing onto it she's... and holding on for dear life naked. <laughs> That's not a good photo. No, because it's like, like it's like a boomerang. Like if I was on the next top model like panel, I wouldn't give her photo of the week for that. It looks like she's just struggling to ride an elephant naked. Look, I'm not going to lie though; it's rather impressive. The I way don't she's think so. Been able to do it, but probably should have consulted the, the Asian Elephants Association I, before um, doing it. I have a question. Sure. So there was a moment in my childhood where I did horse riding. And the thing with no, no. horse riding... riding a horse and riding an elephant no, are two different experiences. Saying, riding a horse, though, if you're on like a saddle or on the horse for long enough, your legs kill. And some people actually like chafe from sitting on the horse. Oh. She's naked. She hasn't got any pants on. <sighs> that would have some serious damage. She'd regret that. She'd get off that elephant and be like, oh my goodness, I need to shake hands with some moisturizer immediately. Put Big some- mistake. Put some moisturizer in areas where it'll fix the And how the about chafe. the poor elephant? I know. It would be taking a very long bath. you got to feel for those elephants mm. in situations like this. Look, you got to give her credit if that's what the look she was achieving for the photo. Like, I mean, she got it. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to know, though, how far you've gone to get a photo for the gram. You know, maybe you jumped on a endangered species without realizing. Probably not advisable. Not advisable. What I've... if she fell off, though? That's a big elephant. Yeah, where's the OH&S in that? I really didn't think that one through, did no. they? No, and the sunburn. Oh, so many questions. So little answers. <laughs> oh, okay, then. We know what you want to do when you finally can. Get a photo with an elephant. Clothes, and from a distance, let's just say. Respect the elements, please. Sure, let's go with that. So, yeah, <laughs> we go on. You're on 88.3, Monday of Brecky. I want to know if you know a hog. Excuse me? Not an actual hog, but somebody who appears to, you know, do this a lot, do that a lot, do things a lot. Hey, did we have a discussion a couple of weeks ago that Peter said that we can't actually (laughs) refer to people as animals anymore? Have you learnt nothing? I'm not talking about animals. I may sound like I am. A hog. Somebody who just takes up a lot of space or yada, yada, yada. The list goes on. And you're probably wondering, why am I bringing this up? I bring this up because Novak Djokovic has just won his ninth Australian Open. Yes. And I feel like it's time for somebody new to win an Australian Open in the men's competition. What is it with particularly the men's competition? It's Federer for about 10 years and then it's Novak's turn. Well... It just seems to be like straight wins. 58 of the last 70 Grand Slams have been won by Federer. Nadal and Djokovic. Yeah. The top three. Come on, can we have some fresh blood in there? Yeah. Oh, if there's an amateur tennis player out there that's good in the Bayside area, (laughs) could we claim them and like just be like the low-key sponsor and watch them just rise to fame? Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of great tennis players to come out of this area. Yeah, exactly. But I want to know other examples as well where people have been a hog. Some will argue... This is a political example that when John Howard finished up as Prime Minister that he should have, in his term before that, given it to Mr. Costello, Peter Costello, because that was the plan, and then he got rutted. Yeah. Like, ruddy. I love that that's become a term. Yeah, and then there's, you know, Eddie Maguire, President, did a great job for over 20 years. Maybe it was a bit long. Not saying, not saying it was, not saying it wasn't, but, you know, yeah. hogged maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's a long stint. 
Yeah. But then would some people say that about us? Probably. We've been here for a while. I've done Friday Drive for a while, probably hogged that slot, and then you join me and we've been hogging it even more. In all the 88.3 um, group chats, we're called Hog 1 and Hog 2. Pretty much. Yeah, no, that's Hog and Hog, not Log and Log, for those who have just joined us. Morning. We're, we're talking about hogs, people that hog things. Yeah. What about those people that, I'm probably one of those, that just sits in a four-seater and hogs the four-seater in a train or... A tramp? That is you, because how many rants over the past five years have you said, I just couldn't believe it, guys. Someone came and sat in my four-seater. I dislike it very much when people do that. There's four seats. Space. But given we have to stay 1.5 metres apart. Yeah, so you must be loving um, catching public transport at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, it's very quiet. And for those that are commuting on public transport this morning, just for the record, there are some delays to be anticipated on the Frankston, Packenham, Cranbourne and Sandringham lines this morning. Due to an incident in South Yarra. Yes. For those that want to know about transport this morning. Anyway, let us know. 0404-000-736. Who's a hog? Do you know a hog? Maybe it's in your household. Maybe somebody always hogs the TV remote. Always hogs the good pieces of pizza. Oh. Could be anything. Could be anything. Any kind of hogging. Let your hog imagination run wild, guys. Yes. That's what we want to know this morning. Who's a hog? <laughs> that has to be one of your best call outs ever. Who's, who's a hog? Who's a hog? Here's a hog, there's a hog, everywhere a hog hog. It's time for a little thing we like to call What the Actual. That's it. What the Actual is back this week, and it is back with a vengeance because what I read across the weekend is eye watering, Bianco. Mm. Now, Kanye West, we all know him, rapper, former partner, allegedly. Kim Kardashian. There may or may not be a divorce happening, but you know, I'm fine. Um, Anyway, his former private chef has started her own business, Bianco, and she's decided to go into the sandwich game, as a lot of people do. How's that going? Um, She has decided to call her business the Billionaire Sandwich Company. Right. Where she is serving a sandwich... (laughs) Which people are charging, being charged £250 for, for one sandwich. Let me run you through it. Sounds cheap. So this thing, to start with, is covered in edible 24 gold carat leaf bun. It's, it's literally made of gold. Right. Right? It then has Wagyu beef caviar, whipped buffalo ricotta and cabbage in marinated rice vinegar. All encapsulated, obviously, in the gold bread. Yep. What the actual? Who's yeah. going to buy that? And why would you want to eat gold? Because it comes out just as well, quickly as it goes in. But some might say that might linger for a while. But um, <laughs> okay. what? I would love to know how many of these she actually rolls out. Who's actually going to properly buy that? So, 250 pounds. So saying it's not a wrap, just to confirm? Yeah, it's more like, obviously, it's not a real traditional What if you wanted texture. a wrap, though? Could you get it in a wrap form? Look, I mean, the sky's the limit, apparently. So I'm sure they could just probably iron out that gold a little bit longer. Right. But yeah, 250 pounds for a sandwich. Mm. I'd palm that one. And I reckon I would probably create another one in yeah. a tribute to Kanye and to Kim. Yeah. And I would call it the Northwest Chicago Saint Burger. Oh, complicated. Did you like that? Look, I mean, it doesn't really roll off the tongue, I'll be honest. But, um, you know, 
if she can serve gold sandwiches, why not? But just so everyone's confirmed too, I just looked it up. This sandwich, if we were to buy it in Australia, would be $445.12. I'm actually really disappointed in you because I made a gag and you didn't pick up on it. I did get it, but it's just... Mm. Fine. It's just it's a sensitive topic for me at the moment, the whole divorce. Um, I'm not coping with it well, so I'm not ready to laugh about it yet, you know? And when the time comes and you become a mummy, is your child going to be called one of those names? Well, it's illegal. You can't actually call your son saint in Australia. True story. No, that's fair. And why would you want to? You can't say that. What? I wouldn't want to call my kid a saint. Well, I mean, I want to call them anyway. I've dug myself a hole. Oh, yeah. Catherine here on a Monday morning. I'd love to know. Yes. There's been a lot of talk about Harry and Meigs lately. Just a little. They're doing an exclusive with Oprah. The Queen. It's been recorded, apparently. Oh, has it already? And it's going to come to our screens soon enough. I am so interested to hear this because I just feel like there's so much that they haven't said publicly that they've sort of wanted to say, but they haven't been able to. Look, my interest levels in the whole thing are low, but I couldn't help but think to myself, if you could be interviewed by anybody, Mm -hmm. dead or alive, obviously we'd be on the list, but if anybody else could interview you, like I'm talking about if somebody could interview you or interview me, interview anyone, who would it be? Oprah, duh. Would it really? No. Yes. Okay, leave her out of the equation. How dare you? Who would you get? Ooh. You know who else actually I think would be fun? Yeah. Barbara Walters. Really? Because you know you've made it when Barbara Walters is interviewing you. Any local examples? Anybody in Carl Australia? Carl Stefanovic would be fun. Yeah, true. But then obviously Lisa Wilkinson is queen, so she's probably numero uno for me. I was thinking more like Ray Martin. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be great to have interview you. And you'd say, Bianco, this is your life. And then it's just a picture of me and Jack and you cry. <laughs> no. That, well, it has taken up a lot of my life <laughs> in the last five years. How awkward would that be if that was a, there was a reboot of that show, one of us was on there, and it's been like 20 years since we did the show, and then we well, come out. that's probably a better outcome than being on this time next year. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that was actually a that good show. That was a great show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, what about it. you, Bianco? Well, Ray obviously would be on the list. Yep. Because he's iconic. Mm-hmm. Larry King, I yeah. reckon would be it would have been great to to be interviewed by Larry King. What about like a Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert moment? Nah, I'd love that. Nah, <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't have liked that. I'd love to sit down with James Corden and just ask him about the movie The Prom. And what he thought of that, and more specifically, cats. It would turn into if I was on the late night show, and they say, "Carl, uh, Catherine Powell, everybody," and I come out and say, "Hi, James, how are you going?" And he asks me a question, then I'll say, "So let's talk about you." Yeah. Tell me about Cats the musical. Yeah. How did that go? I'm actually disappointed you didn't say Kerry Ann Kennelly. Also an icon. I could see you being interviewed by Cax someday. Yeah, we'd be talking wardrobes though, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. It's a lot out there that you could be interviewed by or could have been interviewed by. Absolutely. Let us know. 0404-000-736. If anybody, dead or alive, could interview you about literally anything. Is this the part where you're telling me that Oprah's coming here next week? <laughs> oh, I would lose it. I wouldn't be able to come in. No. I'd have to call in sick. No, no. Unfortunately. If you embarrass yourself in front of Oprah, you're just done. Fortunately, she wasn't available, Oprah. But Oprah is back. And that's good <laughs> Good news.
Oh, I remember as a child trying to say opera and always failing and saying opera. I genuinely take it as a personal attack if someone can't pronounce Oprah's name correctly. Like, I get a physical pain. Oprah. Oprah. Was that okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's probably the first time I've said something and you've said, sounds okay, Carl. Yeah, it's okay. Five years working together and I finally said something that sounds okay. Sigala and James Arthur, lasting lala, lala, lover. <laughs> lala. Lala, la. Carl and Catherine. You know what? What you've done there, that was an intentional move on Bianco's behalf because mm. I also had an absolute shocker of a time. You've had a peaky blinder. Pronouncing coffees on Friday. Now, I'm able to talk about it now. I've somewhat recovered. But on Friday before our show, I was the coffee intern. I had to go get coffees for the team. And I went through the drive through Bianco of a certain place. And nothing stresses me out more in this life than trying to remember a coffee order particularly because I'm driving, so I can't be looking at anything. And the both of you, being you and Jack, changed your coffee orders up. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've got to remember, got to remember. Get up to the window to like to order. And I was already off to a bad start because I thought they were talking to me, but they were talking to the person in the other lane. So I started rattling off the order. So I had a dress rehearsal and then I realized they weren't talking to me, so I just shut up. <laughs> And then when I was finally called upon, um, something happened and I don't think I can ever go to this place again. So you wanted something different. So I've said your order, tick, absolutely nailed it. I've then gone and said Jack's once again, tick, absolutely nailed it. Then it came to my turn, which is, you would think is the easiest. And I was ordering a frappe, salted caramel frappe. Yep. Turn to the window, feeling very confident at this point because I've achieved what I wanted to. I only mm-hmm. had to remember mine. And I asked for a crappe. <laughs> now, the worst part in those situations is at that initial order point of contact, you can't see the person. You can only hear them through a microphone. And you could hear them suppressing their breath like they were trying not to laugh. And I just sort of said, yeah, you can laugh at that. And they just started absolutely cacking themselves laughing. But that's good. Yeah, but then what's happened though, Bianco, is that set off a chain reaction. So then when I got to the payment window, they started laughing at me because they said, oh, is it just the crapo? And then I get to the actual window to get it and they look at me as in like, they're not going to say it was like a teenage boy. And I was like, you can say it. And he goes, there's your crapo and laughed. And I said, surely someone else has done that. They said, nope. And I drove off. Well, I'm guessing if other staff worked there, they would have heard other things but crap, eh? Yeah. And let's just say that is not a summary of the drink because it was beautiful what we had. Mm. But you know when you just, like, at the final hurdle, you just absolutely face plant. You're just like, no. And the fact too, you were stuck in, like, peak hour drive through, so I couldn't get away either. I had to just commit to it. Just... No, but that's good. <sighs> because you provided them with some well-needed laughter. Well, hope so. I just hope that they don't remember me the next time I go. Well, when you rock up wearing the flower top you're wearing right now, if you wore that on Friday, I reckon they probably will. Who knows? But um, yeah, so that's just my little story. So if you think you're off to a rough start this Monday, guys, at least you're not me. Yeah. That's pretty much all I wanted to say on that. Basically, what Catherine's trying to say is if you say crap anywhere in a public space, it's acceptable. 
No, it's not. It's it's a very ugly word. It make people laugh. Yeah, I don't like it. I've never liked the term crap. Me either. But then the fact that I've put it in with such a like iconic drink like that, and the worst part is now it's cemented in my mind because the, what triggered this, and I'm actually going to blame our producer for this. He, I called him and said, "What do you want?" And he also oh, wanted a frappe. Wow. But actually, he, yeah. I have to interrupt here because I've <laughs> I've googled the origin of crap. Right, the word "crap" is actually of Middle English origin, predates application to bodily waste. Its most likely etymological origin is a combination of two older words: the Dutch "krappen" to pluck off, cut off, or separate, and the old French "crappe." I was just speaking French. <laughs> you were just speaking I'm French. Going, I'm going back to that drive-thru on the way back and say, pardon my French. You know, you said "crappe" when you meant to say "frappe," but you were actually just talking French. So. Fools of them. Yeah, exactly. Bonjour, je m'appelle. Good on you, you crappé. I'd love to know this morning after our whole chat about crappé. No. I'd love to know what the worst thing is that's ever been invented. Ooh. Because I'm convinced that the scene feature, when you send a message and... (gasps) That is brutal. And you see scene is possibly the worst thing that was ever created. But the thing is, though, it's the worst for both parties because the person who sent the message feels bad about themselves. But it puts a real time element and pressure on the person who received the message. Mm. Please, please stop. See, I'm not saying I feel all cut up when I send a message and it gets seen and nothing's done about it. But I just dislike the whole idea of you being left on scene. Yeah. It's not good. No, well, the term is left on red. No, but it's not. Scene. It's left. It's left on scene yeah, because on, you can see that it's. But on a certain brand of phone, it says red instead of scene. Does it? Mm, mm. Which is even more brutal. But I'm talking more, you know, on particular sites mm-hmm. where you can send a message and it says scene. Yep. One of them just says scene. The other one says scene at this time. Yep. I don't know what's worse. And either way, it means you've been ghosted. And it's not nice. Yep. It's not, not great at all. No. I'd love to know, though, what you think is probably the worst thing that was ever invented. I think that's one of them online. Okay. Being left on scene. Because initially it was through a particular form of device that yes. you had to be using, yep. and a lot of people did use, where you could see the scene. And in actual fact, those same devices, which I've since come to learn, you can send a like or whatever... And it's great for if you use those devices, but if you use the other kind like I do, mm-hmm. you just get back the whole message you've sent that says, liked. Yeah. Not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten across that for that exact reason. Like, if I know everyone's got the same, I'll react, but yeah, otherwise it's just annoying. Yeah, I reckon it's annoying too. Anyway, let us know. 404 736 It's the worst thing to have ever been created online. Mm. Maybe the news pan? Is that... Like, I mean, that's pretty brutal. I still think some of the face filters oh, on yeah. social media are pretty nasty. What about the old age apps oh. or the reversal? Mm-mm. I've seen no, some funky like things that. about that lately. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Not ideal Not at all. ideal. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Catherine, if you Monday, Southern FM. We were talking just before about being left on red. But there's only one thing worse than being left on red. Not being left on red at all? No. That is accidentally adding the wrong person into a group chat. Not ideal. Not ideal. Now, a man has... 
become very popular in the online sphere this week after accidentally getting added. So his name's Tyler. He accidentally got added to a bachelorette party group chat and got confused for another member of this girl squad, Taylor. So what's happened is someone has started this group being like, hey guys, so let's make the party this day, rah, 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 started doing all of the planning and this guy's in there and he's like, ah, and he didn't know how to go about it and he got called upon and someone said, oh, Taylor, what do you think about this? So it was his moment on the soapbox. What was he going to say? Because he'd let these messages run for ages. So you know what he did, which I still think is a bit of a weird thing to do, instead of just sending a message... He felt the need to film himself. Oh, no. And send a video recording. So it was a proper, legit video, too. So he'd set it up on a tripod and filmed himself saying, Hi, ladies. My name's Tyler. I think you've confused me for your friend, Taylor. Um, so I, you know, I hope that the bachelorette goes well. I obviously won't be there. But I just thought I'd send you a little video message to remind you to invite your actual friend, Taylor, because she doesn't know about the party yet. Stay safe and have fun. And they thought it was so funny that they put it up on TikTok. (laughs) And all of a sudden, people are campaigning for Tyler to be the next Bachelor because everyone thinks what a legend he is. How funny. That is, actually. But have you ever actually been in the wrong group chat or have you, like, accidentally added somebody? So many times. It's horrible. I just don't like group chats, group chats full stop. See, I love a good group chat. I famously or infamously, depending on who you're talking to, accidentally confused my friend Bianca for another Bianca. And so for a year, I was tagging my friend Bianca, who actually went by the name B on Facebook, for a friend from school, Bianca, and tagged her in memes for a whole year before she told me it was the wrong Bianca. A whole year. But did it, how'd the other Bianca react to it? No, well, I kept saying to B, oh, did you see the meme I sent? She's like, no. And I'm like, well, that's weird. See, but- I don't like people that go by their first letter of their name instead of, you know, saying Bianca, yeah. go by B. Yeah, but she's B double E though. Still. But still. yeah. Like, I don't go by Car because my name's Carl. Well, it'd be a bit confusing if both of us went as K. The name is short enough, Carl. Yeah, no. Don't put Car as a shortened name. I think you should be Ka. Or maybe I can be cat. Maybe I'll just be car. It's not too much harder to add the L, so you go Carl instead of car. Well, why don't we drop the R and say Cal? No, thanks. Kathy. That's rude. There's no Y in my name, so you can't shorten it to Kathy. But yeah, group chats, we love them. I've accidentally witnessed somebody in a work group chat put somebody in that was not meant to be in there. It was proper, like, legit work oh. stuff, and that was bad. But what about when you finish in an environment? Related to work, and yep. you are in the group chat, yep. and then you get booted from it. Oh, that's upsetting. But you get the notification that no, says you were removed from this no, chat. But it's much better if they do it that way because there's nothing more awkward than when you're still in the chat when you've got nothing to do with it anymore, and you're like, do I let myself out? No. Like, it's just very awkward. I strongly dislike that. Mm. When you were removed from a group chat which is relating to work, you put a lot of effort into that group chat, you may have even created that group chat. Next thing you know, you're given the boot. <sighs> These are Carl's confessions. It's not a confession. It's just a real life moment, you know? <laughs> you like to be real on the radio. You put an investment into something, Watch maybe. Watch grow. Yeah. <laughs> you, put, you grow the tree and then you fall out the tree. <laughs> People say, thanks for the ad, and you look at the earlier conversations and you think, these were going so well. And next thing you know, 
you've been removed from the group chat and you get that notification because do you actually get a notification you if do. you're removed yeah oh that's brutal you actually do oh that's really depending mean. on what's you know, mm. service you're using too, I suppose. Because I normally let myself out personally. I show myself the door. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. When you're removed, you feel really unloved. And it's not a great situation to find yourself in. Anyway. <laughs> Took we, a bit of a turn. We move on. We go on. Quesera, sera. I think that's what they say. Catherine for Monday breakfast here at Southern Okay, sarah, sarah. It's the end of the show. It is the end of the show. Sorry to ruin your Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Is that what's going to really ruin the Monday morning, that us leaving? I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. But you know what's going to make it? Colin after 9 oh, o'clock. Yeah. It always brightens up the Monday. It really does. It just really lifts the mood. It does. It does. For me, anyway. Yeah, me too. May not be a shared view of our listeners, but... Say that? No, no. I, I'm, I'm saying they're entitled to their opinion. I personally love listening to Colin after nine o'clock. It's a morning ritual for me. Oh, okay. Colin doesn't listen to us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. So, so we to... just started a radio feud. Is that what's just happened? No, no, no. We love Colin, and that's that. You sounded a bit nervous there, mate. I'm not here to dispute anything. <laughs> hey, we're out of here. Have a wonderful week. Yes, we'll see you from four o'clock on Friday. Looking forward to it as always. The weather's going to be consistent. It's going to be just right for those lovers out there that sort of like the, you know, early 20s. It's basically that all week. Yeah. So I look forward to that. We like that. Anyway, take care. Have a wonderful week. Bye. See you on Friday. This is... No, especially I for one I would Catherine Powell. And I if told she, you I would quit. If she quits, it's been a great five years. I'm not going to see you on Friday, guys. That's well, it. Well, I'll see you on Friday. Ugh. If it's just me. Are you me. really going to set the time for a Monday like this? I sure am, because this gets me going. How are people going to go to work now? They're going to love it. They're going to be driving oh. along because they're not on the trains at the moment. I'm That's for sure. I'm with Colin next week. See you later. Jumping he, ship. He's just giving me the thumbs up. All right, then. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.